Hello! In this podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about um, how and why doing the 145 chord progression puts a new key in your ear. And what I mean by puts the new key in your ear, there's 12 different major keys on the piano that you can play in. And when you're changing keys, um, for example, I'm here at the piano. When I'm in the key of A, for example, my ear hears this note right here as the home note. But if I play in another key, like let's say I'm in the key of C, this note right here, that's my home note. So I'm going to be talking about why we always use the 1-4-5 progression and why that puts our ear in the new key. It kind of dawned on me as I was doing some improv this evening. I was just playing around and ended up doing the 1-4-5 progression. And I thought, wow, people use this progression all the time to kind of reset, um, so to say, reset the palette um, for a new, a new key. And it got me thinking, <laughs> like, why does that reset your ear for a new key? And let me just play around with a few different examples so that you hear what um, what exactly I'm talking about. So right here, I'm going to start off in the key of C. Here's my root chord, and I'm just going to play the 1, 4, 5, 7, 1. 1, 4, 5, 7, 1. And um, this chord progression, 1, 4, 5, 7, 1, comes from a concept of labeling each scale degree in numbers, but instead of just using numbers, we use the Roman numerals. So in our key of C, our scale or our set of pitches or our certain set of notes we're gonna use, we're not gonna use all the notes on the piano, but our seven particular pitches that we are gonna use are gonna be C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. And of those pitches, we're gonna create different chords by playing every other note on those pitches. So for the one chord, C is number one, D is number two, E is number three, F is number four, G is number five, A is number six, B is number seven. Now C, we've already had C down here, and C was number one, so just because we have another C an octave higher, that just makes that number one again. So seven different pitches in our key. Now if we form chords off of each of those pitches, this is like a little bit of background knowledge, but if we form chords off of each of those pitches, we'll form the C chord, C, E, G, and this is our one chord. In the same way, our two chord is just D, F, A, our three is E, G, B, our four is F, A, C, our five is G, B, D, our six is A, C, E, and then our seven is B, D, F. Now, each of these chords, wow, this is going to be like a super dive into theory. I shouldn't go too far, <laughs> too far more down those lines, but I just needed to explain enough to say that on your um, scale, we have the one chord. And then remember, if we make a chord going up four notes, one, two, three, four, now we have the F chord. Now, if we go up five notes, one, two, three, four, five, now we have the G chord. There's the one, four, five. So when I'm talking about the one, four, five progression and why that trains your ear or puts your ear in a new key when you hear that, the one, four, five chord progression means you're gonna play the one chord and then the four chord and then the five chord. 
that's your chord progression or your order of chords or your set of chords you're gonna play. So the one chord was the C chord, the four chord was the F, the five was the G. So here's the one, four, five progression. Now you might've thought, that sounded a little different than the one you played at the beginning. Yes, the one I played at the beginning goes like this. But the one that I just told you about goes like this. And then we could finish it off again with another C. Why do those sound different? Oh, this is a concept known as inversions. So instead of jumping my hand all over the place to play those chords, like starting in the middle and then jumping higher and then jumping higher again, what I do is um, use a chord inversion, which basically means you take a chord. I'll just take F, for example. F, I'm playing it in what's called root position, where I'm playing F, A, C. I'm going to take that C note up at the top, and I'm going to just let go of that C up at the top. So here's F, A, and C. I'm going to let go of the top C, and I'm going to play middle C. So if you're actually looking at a piano, I'm playing F, A, and treble C. I let go of treble C, and I play middle C while still playing the same F and A that I was playing before. Now this is kind of a different sound. So now let's go back to our first C chord. Now the F, I'm gonna play that inversion. And really, my hand hardly has to move at all to play those notes from C to F. Whereas before, if I was playing C to F, I literally had to like jump my hand, you know, three inches up the piano. <laughs> so it saves um, time moving it all, well, not time, but it saves, um, it makes it sound more pleasant because if you can group your chords closer together and use inversions to do that, it's going to be a lot more melodious. <laughs> now, C, F, and then the 5-7 chord. Instead of just playing C, F, G, C, or we could pop some inversions in there and do C, F, G, C, there's still one thing missing from what this sounded like in the first time I played it the beginning of this episode. Let me play for you the first one. Now here's the one that um, we're still working through. If you caught it, if your ear caught it, it was something with the G chord. So here's the C, the F, the G, the C. And then here's the other way, the C, the F, the G, the C. So one of these Gs, but that G sounds different than that G. And there's a fourth note that we put in this G chord. This G chord, instead of just being the five chord, it is the five seven chord, which means it's the five chord, the G chord. And then you're gonna start at G and count seven notes up and add that seventh note to your chord. So G, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, let me do that again. I was I accidentally like played that wrong, um, or I it didn't play. So G is number one, and then two, three, four, five, six, seven. So F is number seven. So we have our G chord and the F. Now we're gonna bring this way back down here into an inversion. So I'm just gonna bring this whole thing down one octave, and then I'm gonna take the G, the one right below middle C, and I'm gonna put it above middle C up to here. There's the G five seven chord first inversion. So now we have this whole one, four, five, 
one chord progression that goes like this. One, four, five, well, five, seven, and then one. Okay, now let me just show you um, a few other examples of other keys, and then I'll finally answer the question. Woo! Okay, so here's some other examples of other keys. Here's the key of E. The one, the four, the five, seven. Oh, wait a minute, let me think about this. The one. Cool. Here's the key of D. The one, the four, the five, seven, the one. Here's the key of eh, E flat. The one, the four, the five, seven, the one. Uh, let's also do a fun one. Let's do the key of F sharp. Here's the one, the four, the five, seven, the one. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, was that the five seven? But it was, and then the one. Cool. Now you might have noticed after I play each of those, it um, it feels like we can begin to sing a song on a certain pitch. So uh, let me think of a song that I'm gonna use for this example. Well, I'll just do it like this. So this I'm gonna make up a song. So here's in the key of C: one, four, five, seven, one. Here's our home note. So here's my song. Um, the day has dawned, the sky is blue, I am happy. Okay, there we go. So one, four, five, seven, one. That C is where I would start my pitch to sing my song. But let's say I'm in another key. Let's say I'm in the key of D. Let me play my chord progression. My one, four, five, seven, one. Here's my starting note. The day has dawned, the sky is blue, I am happy. Okay, um, as another example, let me do, <laughs> oh, let's do the key of A. One, four, five, seven, one. Here's my starting note. The day has dawned, the sky is blue, I am happy. Great, now you might've noticed each time I sang my song, I was singing it at a different place, at a different pitch. My starting note was different. For example, that one that I just ended on started kind of low, the day has dawned, whereas the other one in D started right here, the day has dawned, the sky is blue. And really, when you play the one, four, five chord progression, there is a really, 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 really big obvious reason why playing that chord progression gets you, gets your ear ready for the new key. The reason is, dun dun dun, here we go. Your one, four, five chord progression, when you play that, it covers all seven notes, every single note, all seven notes of your new scale. Woohoo! Yahoo! Okay, this was just, oh, it was like a light bulb moment when I realized that. I was like, ah, that's why it puts your ear in a new key. In other words, if you just played through your scale of the song you wanted to sing, your ear would already be in the new key that you want to play in. So let's say I want to play in the E major scale and I want to sing my song, The Day Has Dawned, in the E major scale. So here's the E major scale. Instead of playing the my one, four, five warm up like I did at the beginning, I'm going to play my E major scale as my warm-up to get my ear ready. Here we go. Now, if you were counting those, you would notice that I played eight notes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But 
I told you at the beginning that our scale, our set of pitches had seven different pitches, but remember the eighth pitch is just the E and then the E again, so it's like a duplicate but an octopier. So we have seven particular pitches. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then duplicate E. Cool, so now after that, my starting note is this one. The day is dawn, the sky is blue, I am happy. Cool, now let's say I want to play this song in the key of D flat. Let me play my scale for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then one. Or if you want the notes D flat, E flat, F, G flat, A flat, B flat, C, D flat. I love the scale. It uses all the flats um, because there's, well, it uses as many flats as it can. So here's my starting note right here. The day is dawn. The sky is blue. I am happy. So there's those two different ways that your ear gets ready to sing a different pitch. You might say, okay, well, that's cool. But why is this important? This is important because if we just go from this key, the D flat key, bum, 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 we were just singing here. This was our starting note. And if I just gave you one single starting note and was like, here, begin your song um, right, um, right here. If, unless you had some like serious ear training and could turn that into do, like in solfege, do, re, mi, fa, sol, ti, do, Unless you could just turn that into solfege in your head, you're probably going to end up singing this because we just came from here. This was our first home note. And if I said, actually, I want you to start the song on this note, you'd probably sing this. The day has dawn, the sky is blue, I am happy. <laughs> and that is not the melody that I... Um, first compose the song in. Okay, what I mean is, here's our F. Now I, we have to switch our ear to our new key. So let's play our F major scale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then F again. F, G, A, B flat, C, D, E, F. So now I'm going to sing this song in my new key. The day is dawn, the sky is blue, I am happy. Now at this point, if you're like, um, what was the difference? Here, let me play the difference for you. The first one um, that we did after being in the key of D flat, which was this one. Bum, 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 bum. And I said, actually, instead of starting here, I want you to start here. The day has dawned, the sky is blue. And then I said, oh, no, 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 that's not in the key of F. Here's the one in the key of F. Here's the other one. Can you hear the subtle difference? Versus. And at this point, if you're going, oh, well, what happened? <laughs> what happened between those two? Well, here's what happened. When we were in the key of D flat, this was our scale. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. And when I began the starting pitch, I began it on the third degree of that scale, or in other words, me in solfege. And if I were to sing this in solfege, if you know solfege, this would be whereas my original song began with do so if this was do here's what it would be to have to switch all that ear training in your head so or um not switch the ear training have to switch the melody or switch this note f from being me now i'm going to make f be do f be do here we go 
<laughs> okay. Um. Bum. The day has dawned. The sky is blue. I am happy. Let's see if that was correct. I think it was. I would might have been a little flat, but basically, if you the whole reason this this is important to play your one four five progression to get your ear ready for a new key is that whatever key you've heard last or whatever key is in your head is going to be the key that you put all of the notes in when you begin to sing and you might end up singing accidentally a harmony and not even singing the melody that you're supposed to because from the first example in the key of d flat versus the key of f i ended up singing a harmony so in other words to take this one step further my first melody in the key of D flat, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one. Uh, my song was, the day has dawned, the sky is blue, I am happy. But when I began my song on F without changing the key and really hearing that, okay, now F is my new key, I ended up singing a harmony and I'm going to sing the harmony, but play the melody, okay? So there's my singing note. Here's my piano note. The day has dawned, the sky is blue, I am happy. Isn't that cool? If you had two people singing that, oh, it sounds so pretty. And so that's where the whole concept of harmony comes in. You're playing, you're singing different pitches from a certain scale that blend really well together. Oh, by the way, oh, I'm so excited. This is the perfect time for this. Oh, okay. I was reading a verse in the Bible the other day and it said, live in harmony with one another. And this is in Romans 12, if you want to go read that. And I was thinking about that and I was like, wow, there's an example, um, a musical example in scripture. Oh, I love all the musical examples in scripture, but it said, live in harmony with one another. Let me explain what is so, so cool about that. Okay. Here's what's cool about that. So if you're playing on the piano, the difference between harmony and melody. Melody would be if everybody sang the same thing. If, it, if I had like five or four or whatever, however many people here, and I said, okay, we're all going to sing this. The day has dawned, the sky is blue, I am happy. If we all sing that together, it would probably just sound something like that. But if I said, okay, now we're going to sing in harmony. Um, you know, Billy Bob, I want you to sing the melody. The day has dawned, the sky is blue, I am happy. And um, Jane, I want you to sing um, harmony. Uh, I want you to sing a third above the original, you know. And then um, Albert, <laughs> I'm making up these characters. Albert, I want you to sing... Um, um, well, you could assign different parts. You could assign the, the alto, tenor, bass, and soprano, if you wanted to call it that. Or you could um, just have different people sing different notes. Something like that. So I literally played the harmony on the piano. Harmony is where you're playing or singing at least two different pitches at the exact same time. So the cool thing about that in scripture, woo, 
in Romans 12, it says live in harmony with one another. So it doesn't mean we all have to do the exact same thing or be the exact same thing. If it did, if that's what it meant, it would, it would, um, it would say live in melody with one another. Ah, but it doesn't say that. It says live in harmony with one another. So what you're doing is going to complement what someone else is doing. Ooh. Oh, and you could probably go so far as to say, you know how sometimes there are certain notes that don't sound harmonious together? Like, uh, for example, this. Or like that. <laughs> Those notes are not really in harmony with one another. Huh? And when people are living in harmony with God, they're going to be in harmony with one another. Woot, woot. It's like playing in the same key. Ah, so cool. Just had to put that in there. Oh, got so excited about that. So back to our... Uh, one, four, five chord progression and why your ear hears that new starting melody. We've covered why it's important. It's so that you don't accidentally sing like um, in a different key. And it's so that you know what your starting note is. Um, I want to finally talk about why, um, why the one, four, five chord progression is so commonly used and a creative way that we should be thinking about it instead of the way it's commonly used. I'm so passionate about this. Uh, so the way that it's normally used is, hello student, like you're gonna learn the one, four, five chord progression. And they're like, what does that mean? And they just learn how to play bump, 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 bump. You, you probably recognize the sound of that. Bump, 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 bump. So, the reason that we use those particular chords, for example, why do we use the one chord and the four chord and the five chord in our particular key? Oh, this all comes back around to the circle of fifths. Now in the circle of fifths, this is so cool, but your chord, whatever chord you start on, I happen to be playing a C chord right now. If I go to the right on the circle of fifths, I'm gonna be playing a G. Now if I go back to C, now if I go to the left on the circle of fifths, now I'm playing F. Okay, now I want to play the um, play through my scale, say the numbers. Now you pay attention to numbers 1, 4, and 5 and what chords they are. So number 1 is C, 2 is D minor, 3 is E minor, 4 is F, there you go, 4 is F, 5 is G, ahem, ahem. 6 is A minor, uh, 7 is B minor diminished, and then we're back to 1. B minor diminished. Hello. What is that? Um, <laughs> I'll cover that later. But C was number one. If you remember, F was number four. G was number five. Okay, cool. Let's go back. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's go back to our circle of fifths. C is our starting chord. We go to the right on the circle of fifths. We play G. <gasps> remember, G was number five on our scale. Cool. Okay. Let's start at C. Now let's go to the left on the circle of fifths. Boom, boom, boom. We're down here. Now F. <gasps> what number was F? F was number four. <gasps> so, 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 so cool. So all in a circle of fifths, any three chords that are right beside each other are actually the one, four, and five chords of that particular scale. Um, and you're like, what scale is that? Okay, so whatever chord is the center. This works with any three chords on the circle of fifths. If I'm playing the C chord, and then I go to the right, and then I go to the left. C is the center chord, so we're going to use the C major scale. And then those three chords, C, F, and G, are the one, four, and five chords, but they're also the center, right, and left of the circle of fifths. And when we play those different chords, the C, the G, the F, whew, I'm going to need a drink of water. <laughs> when we play those three different chords, 
CGNF. We end up covering every single note in our scale. Isn't that amazing? Let me um, go back to the piano here and show, show you. Well, I can't really show you, but I'll let you listen to how we have those different notes. Okie dokie. So now we're back at the piano and I'm going to play the C chord, C, E, G. Now, C, E, G, that only covers three notes in our scale, okay? Um, our whole entire scale needs to cover C, D, E, F, G, A, B. Seven different notes. So far, we've got three down, okay? Four more to go. Let's see which notes the G chord covers. The G chord covers G, B, and D. By the way, if you're at a piano or you have a chance to just look at this, you might consider re-listening to this particular section of the episode and following along with me on the piano. I think that could be really helpful to actually see this. But the C chord has three different notes, C, E, G. The G chord ends up using G, B, and D. Now, <clears throat> this has only added two different notes out of the seven because G was also in the C chord and the note G is also in the G chord, so we can't count that one twice. Uh, but B is a new note and D is a new note that we haven't covered yet in our scale. Which notes have we covered so far? Of course, the C, E, and G. We've also covered the B and the D. Now, when I played the G chord, I ended up playing this D up here, but I could also play this D down here um, because octaves, we're not gonna worry about octaves in our scale. Like if we found D up here, we can count it as D down here. So we've so far found C and D and E and G and B. That leaves F and A to um, be included. So let's go from C, we're gonna go down to the left. Here's the F chord. And the F chord is F and A, hey, the ones we needed, and C. And C we've already used. So that not that cool? The, let me see if I can explain this another way. Um, let's see, the C chord uses C, E, and G. The G chord adds two more notes. B and D, and the F chord adds two more notes as well, F and A. Three plus two plus two equals seven. <laughs> Whew, math and piano. Piano uses a lot of math. I loved math. Math was uh, one of my very favorite subjects in school, and so I also loved music, and like put the two together, I'm like, woo, a happy camper. Very happy camper. And, uh, <clears throat> One year I just completed my math book like in two months and I was like, ah, I don't have any more math to do. And then one year I burnt out on math and didn't want to touch it for another year. <laughs> and then I liked the sciences that involved math. So math is a very, very happy thing for me. Um, cool. I think that's all that I want to cover on today's podcast. We went over a lot of different things, but the main things we went over were the one, four, five, seven, one, how that chord progression, how hearing that sets you up to um, sing in your new key. We also went over why that one, four, five chord progression came to be 
and we discovered that it's recognizable on the circle of fifths. And then we went over how the scale or how every single note in the scale is covered with the three chords that you can find on the circle of fifths and the one, four, five chord progression. Every single new note of your scale is covered in the one, four, five chord progression. <clears throat> Now, there was one thing that I mentioned in the podcast that I was like, hey, maybe I'll come back to. And it was the B minor diminished chord. This is just a really random <clears throat> side note. But for a while, it was such an obscure chord. And honestly, as I was learning all about chords, learning about the major chords, learning about the minor chords, the, the minor diminished chords were just really odd. I was like, who, who would need those, right? <laughs> Well, actually, they're pretty important, but the minor diminished, what that just means is you can turn any chord into a minor diminished, but <clears throat> let's say I'm going to turn um, the good old C chord into a minor diminished. To turn a chord into minor, we lower the third. The third note of our chord is, or um, one, if we were just to go through our scale, one, two, three, four, five, our major chord uses scale degrees one, three, and five. So we're not gonna play all one, two, three, four, and five. That would sound like this. We're gonna only play note number one, note number three, and note number five. Now we're gonna take note number three and move it down a half step. So you just go one key to the left, whether it's black or white. Ooh, C minor right there. Now we make it diminished by doing the same thing to the uh, number five note the fifth degree of our scale. Um, so we have C minor, and I'm going to take this number five, and I'm going to scoot it one to the left to the next key, whether it's white or black, happens to be F sharp or G flat, and I'm going to play all those together. Woo, that's really cool, isn't it? Now you'll notice, <clears throat> this is going to get into hmm, a little bit of <laughs> ah, another little interesting thing. The reason why we end up having a minor diminished chord at the top of our scale. You're like, why? Did they put that in there on purpose or what? <laughs> well, no, that wasn't on purpose. This is what's called diatonic chords. And diatonic chords mean that you just play every other note and you move your hand one, one note higher and you just whip it up, whip it up the scale. And you don't worry about whether you're playing a major chord or a minor chord or what kind of chord you're playing. You're just playing every other note and you're playing three notes at once. And it just so happens that some of the chords end up being major, some end up being minor, and some end up being minor diminished. <laughs> and uh, then when you look at it, you can figure out which ones are major, which ones are minor, and which ones are minor diminished. And, okay, two more things that are just really, really cool. And then I will stop this podcast, but, or this episode, two more things that are really, really cool. The minor diminished chord, B minor diminished is basically like the five, seven chord without the root. You're like, what did that mean? B minor, is, B minor diminished is B, D, F. Now remember our G five, seven chord was the G chord, G, B, D, and then seven notes up from G, including the G. So we start on G as number one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We add F to our G chord. We add this one to this whole thing, and we get that. So that's our G7. 
Now what if we just drop the G on the bottom? I'm gonna let go of that guy, and I'm just gonna play the rest of what I was playing. Now I have B, D, F. Oh, B, D, F is B minor diminished, and that's part of our um, diatonic grouping of chords, chord number seven on our scale. So that chord right there, I just love to think about that one as like, oh yeah, that's five, seven without the, the bottom note of the chord. Um, one final really cool thing, minor diminished chords. You'll notice that they're just a minor third stacked on a minor third stacked on a minor third. So I'm um, at B and then a minor third is, is exactly um, one, two, three half steps up from whatever note you're on. Okay, now let's find another minor third. One, one, two, whoa, okay. Here's D and I'm gonna go up one, two, three more notes. There's my next minor third. Now I'm going to go up another minor third. I um, am on F currently. So F and then one, two, three more half steps. There's my next minor third. We could just keep stepping up minor, minor third, minor third, minor third. And so far I have B, D, F, A flat. And then if I go up another minor third, one, two, three, I reach B again. Woo, and then it's just gonna repeat that whole pattern. Let me start down low. B, D, F, A flat, B, D, F, A flat, B, D, F, A flat. That is just, um, let me put the phone down and do this. Whoa, that is so cool. And um, that just sounds like an, like an infinite chord. It's like it has no beginning and no ending because technically it doesn't. <laughs> okay, that was a lot of different things in today's podcast, but I'm so excited that you can start to learn and apply the concept of the 1-4-5 chord progression. And, um, and really, what I'm most excited about in this episode is that you're going to more fully understand why the 1-4-5 chord progression works the way it does and why that sets your ear to be able to sing or play your song in your new key. Woot woot, happy practicing.